0: the Fight Song.
1: What's up, everybody, and welcome back into the Play the Fight Song podcast. Another live show tonight. We're going to talk through our biggest icons in college football. We're going to give you some win totals over and under to take in 2024. The lines are out. It's very early. We know a lot of things are going to change. But we have a couple each that we really like. Everybody's here tonight. Let's talk to the boys. JP, I'll go to you first. Are we ready to talk some recent news? Just getting to the college football offseason mode again.
0: Absolutely. Uh, You got to stay tuned in through the week. Just little things go under the cracks. We start getting closer to March and March Madness and baseball starts. Things go under, you know, you got to pay attention to everything. So we're locked in and winter totals dropping this early on some books. Got to look at them. Even if the team's not complete, you got to know. You have
1: to know the win totals. Some of them that came out are like shocking for most teams, um, especially like the big 10 had a few that I was definitely raised my eyebrows. Jake, what did you think on the big 12? Is there anybody that kind of shocked you when they initially came out that we're not going to talk about tonight when it comes to our
0: picks? No, I don't, I don't really think so. There were some that I kind of thought that were a little shocking. And then I based a lot of it on obviously who's coming back and then looking at just the schedule for next year. And then they based it off of last year's results. So once I took a deeper dive into kind of, Who? Why it was the way that it was for those totals? It kind of made a little more sense, but there are a couple I definitely still kind of disagree on.
1: I think it was genuinely shocking, or not shocking, but exciting, and kind of hurts you that the old college football in you to see these teams a part of these conferences for the first time. Like the SEC win totals drop, you see Oklahoma in there, you see Texas in there, and where they fit. Kind of hurts the child in you because of how different this game's gonna look this year. Reese, what about the ACC? Was there any teams when you were looking? I know you were looking at the queues. Is there any teams in the ACC who are like, they shouldn't be there?
2: Oh, I'm not going to talk about it uh, yet because, spoiler alert, there's one there that I absolutely love for later. No, I don't like it, Schaefer. I
0: love it. Love it as, as much as taking it? Have you taken it Love already? it as
2: I think I'm going to do my first ever future uh, bet and I'm going to
0: hammer if this one. You're going to do it in February. It's just going to be a yeah, lot. I was going to say, it's going to be you the love, longest nope. held bet ever. If you love That's it, you got to take it now. I, yeah, wonder, I wonder I wonder how much it really head. would move. I mean, Reese is going to move this line a whole point. Just on his <laughs> yeah. So like hey, we need how to much I'm gonna put to on it. It could yeah.
2: it potentially it's gonna move.
1: He's going to have someone calling him
0: being like, Hey, uh, I don't know if you know this, this guy, I mean, just to hammer our book, we have to adjust. We are in trouble. $15 in for
2: this team to win. we <laughs> got to start looking into this.
1: A little unit shame to yourself there, but, hey, $15 is $15. Is they, I Honestly, right. though, if the books are like, all right, this guy for put this in on game, February man. 20th. He's the only team to put a bet in on Bowling Green.
0: Like, maybe he knows something we don't. <laughs> he knows this something. Guy we're going to get on the books. Bowling that's that's would Green. Insane. Insane. No, you know, can't. Group of fives aren't out yet. You can't be that sick. Oh, you know they're fine. out. You find you. No, bro, is out the find line. Out they're out there. You can bet on Someone. ping pong Reese's... at
2: midnight in Russia if you want to. You could find a way to game on anything.
0: Reese's, Reese went to the window of this book and said, hey, here's the deal. Like, you're putting this on. I need it now. I know you going to put it out. Just a little knock, 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 knock. Hey, the Falcons, put them at four
1: and a half. I dare you. <laughs> Hammer <laughs> it right here. Do it, Dale. I swear, Dale. Do it. Over-under win totals, very exciting time when they drop because it kind of gives you an idea of where the computers think these teams are going to be at come game time. But let's first jump into recent news in college football. There's a ton that happened this week. Those little quips that JP mentioned, they they go throughout the week. You got to stay updated on them because some of them are bigger moves than you think. We'll start with Sean Elliott. Sean Elliott's hired as the South Carolina tight ends coach. This is kind of weird, man. It's a, It's a head coach leaving from a G5 to go be an assistant at a power four.
0: What do we think on this, J.P.? I'll go to you first. I think it's the new reality for a lot of these guys, especially with the smaller you know, groups of so your group of – how many How many are we calling them now? Four or five? Group of five? We'll just call them group of five for now. Stays. I think we'll stay five. And I, Maybe it's just it's harder to coach. It's harder to keep kids there. A lot of kids leave when you develop them. Uh, maybe it's a stress thing. Maybe he thinks there will be less time and he wants to be around his family more. I mean, there's a multitude of reasons Somebody, I believe, Bud Elliott was like, he, he got this from somebody, but he said his family lived in Columbia, South Carolina still. Lives. Not, lives yeah. in Columbia. Was not was not moving to Atlanta for Sean Elliott. And it's not – I don't think it's like a problem. I just think kids were in high school, didn't want to move them kind of thing. Now we used to go home and watch those. Um, and the guy was going to football games for his kid while coaching in the fall. So, like, it's a lot. So, it might be the new was- reality for a lot of these guys.
1: That almost makes me think, was it a phone call to them? Like, hey, you got a spot for me? Like, I'm trying to come home and see my kids. They don't want to come to me. But good coach nonetheless, and and I'm sure he'll work out and provide something to the tight ends of South Carolina who need it. Down year for them. So let's go to the next one. Brian Ellis hired as Alabama offensive coordinator coming from Georgia Southern. He's the offensive coordinator at Georgia Southern. And I'll I'll touch on this first because Nebraska got beat by his offense in his first year there. They looked great that game. I can't tell you I watched them the rest of the year because it's one of my underlying hates that I still have from being at that game. But it's a spread-em-out scheme. He gives athletes a chance, and I think he'll be successful at Alabama under DeBoer. I think it's a really good hire, somebody I probably wouldn't have guessed off the rip. But, I mean, honestly, I I like what I saw from his offense in person anyway. Jake, what did you take on it?
0: Yeah, it's an underrated hire. I mean – Ellis took over an offense in Georgia Southern that was, I don't know, Transitioning out of the triple
1: option. Yeah, the triple <laughs> yeah.
0: option. Like- so that's, and he broke school records. He brought him into like one of the top passing offenses in in the G five. And like yep. you said, Parks, they what they throw for that day on Nebraska, four hundred yards. It felt like no, they threw enough. Yeah. Yeah. It was it was a lot. So. It's an underrated hire. I don't know if it's going to work out. I'm not sure how the <laughs> Alabama fan base is really excited about it. I bet at first glance, a lot of casual fans are pretty pissed, and they're probably still they're going to be they're
1: going to be Grub high flying Lee. though.
0: Like, he, they he's playing right into his hand, or like what he thought, or when Grubb left, he's he's playing right into this. I mean, Georgia Southern last year ranked 17th in pass yards a game and a 204th in rush yards a game. Like, they right. they're going to air it out. They're sticking to what DeBoer does. Now it makes me think. Does that kind of fit Jay Millro? Like if we're all what the I was about to say, field, great field, it kind of helps him. The passing game may, but it doesn't mean he's going to be great intermediate or short still. They weren't gonna they weren't gonna go away from it with, with grub. Like the plan was grub to come in and, and that's stick my point to that. is like the hire is exactly in line with what he wants to do. Yeah. So I mean there's right a here. lot of there's a lot of pressure on Milro
1: to throw the ball more consistently. How many times did we talk about that week to week last week year with, with that team is just that was kind of where their fault was was his inconsistency, and he he tidied it up towards the end of the year. But he's really going to need it in an offensive scheme like this. Reese, what did you take away from this hire? You like that Alabama is going to spread him, spread it, and throw it?
2: Yeah, it makes sense. I mean, you're <laughs> Alabama, like you get athletes like nobody else. Why wouldn't you do that? Um, I don't know a whole lot about that guy. That's I mean, I'm not a sicko like you guys as much, so I don't really recognize the name. Um, but what I mean, you're talking about Georgia Southern, and it's been a prolific g5 team the past couple of years and it's got to be for a reason there's got to be a guy there who knows what he's doing so i mean i'm also just going to trust in DeBore. he knows how to surround himself with a winner. so i got i got a lot of faith that this guy is going to be able to go on there and have some success
0: i mean yeah when when is left kind of in the middle of february with a last minute decision like yeah. why not pick somebody at least who is like-minded i don't think they've ever worked together so that's a little interesting aspect i know um there's maybe there's yeah. a pipeline somewhere else on that staff you know or it's just I, maybe they're same tree like they come yeah. from the same. I don't know it's, it's interesting even to like I'd be into that part of it even like Cole Kublick, who I think knows everything in the SEC that is he's just like to be honest with you guys like I don't I haven't done a ton of my research like I I don't really know much about this guy so interesting hire if they're not scoring points or Milro can't throw the ball in the first three weeks yeah you know everybody's going to be calling for his head. So that's exactly how it's going to be going. Yep.
1: It's just a different era for Alabama fans in general, I think. Just so many unknowns. You you have their absolute gem of a time with Nick Saban just dominating the sport like he did. I don't know if you can feel good about anything. Um, Hopefully, I mean, I'm sure Saban's in the room helping make decisions. I don't know how much, but I would assume a general amount that can make you feel safe with what they do over there. Um, last piece keon sab transfers to bama he's a michigan four-star safety this is another huge pickup for the uh for bama especially with what they lost in caleb downs to ohio state jp i know you want to talk on this one um this is a big move
0: yeah it's just reload the defense right like you got to make sure that you can get people to fill in slots that have left with the saban retirement or the coaching changes and things like that just keep talent on the field and Get plug and play guys in this situation where maybe the recruits are going to take a little bit longer to adapt to a new coaching staff. Maybe they weren't expecting um this to be the scheme, but just keeping guys at Alabama. I know this is a transfer, but keeping him in the rotation and making sure you have something solid already at one of those positions really helps.
1: Couldn't agree more. Okay. Let's jump to the very big the probably the biggest piece of news that's dropped in the last week, and that is the five seven playoff structure has finally been finalized. Um, For for those of you who haven't heard about it yet, this is telling you that the five highest rated conference champions are automatic in, and then the seven are at large bids remaining. It's something that we needed to be done. And I have the quote here from Mark Keenum, Mississippi state president and the chair of the college football board of managers this is a very logical adjustment for the college football playoff based on the evolution of our conference structures. I'll go to, let's go to Reese on this first. Reese, what did you initially think about this? I like it. I think it's good for the sport and we need to reward conference champion. That's what this is doing. What did you take on? I think it makes sense.
2: I mean, it's better than the getting the, the six and getting your two two G fives. I think, I think it makes more sense because yeah, we want to talk about getting them in and seeing if they have a shot at the end, but those teams really aren't going to make much of a run at the end, so giving those teams the power fives uh, a better chance at the end, I think, makes a little more sense, too. Um, and, yeah, like you talked about the evolution of uh, the conferences and kind of the way it's all moving. They're finally starting to make some right decisions, I think, with this. They're kind of realizing things that are going wrong. So I, I think it's a step in the right direction. Um, so, yeah.
1: Was there anybody out there, JP and Jake, did, did, you, did either of you think maybe this – raises an issue we're not seeing because i thought about maybe there's some sort of scenario for a g5 that they could
0: take over or what were you thinking jake no i they didn't specify the conferences for the automatic bids they just said the five highest conferences the Sun Belt going to be higher than the acc at the end of the no No, i'm just i'm i'm kidding i'm kidding come on jacob he's a 12 team
1: what are no, you? T- me and Reese have been on the twelve team train. You're just jumping on I, if you're actually I jumping know. on.
0: I, I'm opening up to it. I'm, a, you know, I'm an optimistic person. That's that's what everybody knows me as is Mister Optimism. As a, of yes, course. he is. No, Coming I think absolutely not. I don't know. I think that the this this will last for two years and they'll yep. move on from it. Like they're going to do the whole allowing a G five program to get that that fifth spot um, for two more years, and then they're going to move on from it to reference a thought that I saw on Twitter today, I think that they're not, I think if they want to keep these five automatic bids, they're going to have to make a 16 team playoff for more spots for the big 10 in the sec. I think, like we said, we referred to Bud Elliott and I want to steal ideas. So I saw it on Twitter from him and I think he's right because I just don't see a, a world where if we still have these four, power conferences in in three, four years down the road. I don't see the room really accustoming, hey, actually, we're just going to do the top SEC program and the b- top Big Ten program, and then we're going to do a bunch of at-large bids. I don't see the Big Ten and the AC or the Big 12 and the ACC being like, you know what, you're, you're right. Let's get more of you guys in there. So I see this becoming more of an expanded playoff to 16 teams, like Bud said on Twitter. So that's really, I really like the idea of that direction. I don't love 16 teams, but I mean, I kind of what it is. I don't think sixteen teams changes the outcome of these. Does that make sense? Like, I feel like if you took if you fast forward and you gave me the next five national champions, let's just say they're all in the twelve team play playoff format, the five seven here, and then you replayed those years with sixteen, I'm not sure anything changes. It's to get more money out of it. It's to make sure more teams from these conferences that consider themselves to be the power two conferences, more exposure. To just say – flex muscles, basically. And a lot of it is, like, is a talent better in them on average? Probably. But that doesn't mean your national champion is going to come from every year. It probably swayed that way pretty heavily. So you're going to have a – let's say a, the second or third Big 12 team. That could be Iowa State. That could be Utah. That could be Arizona on a given year. And they get to play LSU, who's third in the SEC. Didn't make – like – it's just not the same. Like, the, the one of these does not equal each other. And, and that's kind of the issue is like, something's going to be different. And it's just going to be because the same teams are going to be in this. Like, it, there might be more exposure for playoff berths, but what's a playoff berth anymore when you get slaughtered in the first round? Like one that's thing what they're going to hopefully flex on. I was going to say another thing that came out from today is I really think that do you guys kind of th- feel like the, the committee is trying to bully? Notre Dame into joining a, a conference. First of all, they, they came out trying. And obviously, more recently, yes, but they came out yeah. and said that, like, an independent, aka Notre Dame, or somehow I think they're the only independent left. Uh, independent can't get an automatic buy for those first four uh, top ranked teams going into next year. So Notre Dame's that automatically hurts. out. Um, and when it comes down to it, so at least in the 12 team, what are you going to take? the third team, the uh, third team in the sec, or are you going to take Notre Dame? Like when they're comparing red losses at an ACC schedule, basically how many times are they going to bump them out and say, Hey, we're taking, mm-hmm. we're taking Ole Miss until Notre Dame decides, you know, you got to go to the big 10 or, or wherever they decide to go. So I, I thought that was interesting. The other part that I thought was interesting that I didn't even think about, but I was like, I want to open this up to you guys. And, and maybe the chat and see what you guys would think. They they made they came out and said they're not reseeding the bracket after each round like the NFL mm-hmm. does and I was like well I didn't even think they would even make that an option but then I, I didn't thought think about that was it. an option are how would you feel about that like would kind you of, enjoy I, that I kind of like, would what is I'm still stuck on this like reseeding it so if somebody walks in there with an eight next to their name wins a game but that eight is still Tennessee that's Nine and three. Yep. So, do they would they then get bumped above a G five, possibly? No, because there'll be a, the G. Well, I guess it depends how they see the G five. Is the G five automatically going? Let's just to be say a let's five? say Tennessee's lower than that. There's Let's say Tennessee's the ten. I don't okay. know. They're the fourth or fifth SEC team in, and the G five is the twelve. But they win at twelve five. They're gonna they're gonna play Georgia or whoever the one, number one seed is. That's how it. So they really... they would auto G five that team into. Playing the number one overall, season. yeah, because the, they're the lowest seed. It they're the they're the twelve seed. But so what's the point them. of the first seed? Then I don't get it. Like that, that was just is so a waste. I know. Like, it, well, it's a waste. That's just I what, know the what the NFL speaking. does. So I yeah, don't know. but the I, NFL is not the same. I understand, and it and there's home field. Like the second rounds are not home field in college football. I yeah, get all. And that. I think, but I thought I about. I was just thinking about it. It kind of would be so important to me if I was one of the four buys. Would you want the buy, or would you want to play at your home field? Just give me the buy. Just give me in college football. If you Like those uh, first four teams just got out of playing a conference championship. Like why also another, but thing, how many times have you seen so, a team in the NFL coming in a divisional round that took a buy and look rough? Cause the team in the wild cards, the
1: Ravens, bye. you just saw it. I mean, that's a great point. Like, I don't know if I'd take a buy. I would rather these, be at home. No, no, no,
0: and no. no. These, all, you get more out of home field advantage. These are G or like, these are college kids. This is like the talent level is not equal. I think. Like we've seen it in the first round of, of the four team, like TCU when they get that time off, they go and play Michigan, they win the football game. Cincinnati when they get a month off, they can be competitive against Georgia. The more time you give these college kids, I think it gives them a better chance going into the football game. Another thing, and I don't don't want to switch kind of complete topics, but a conference champ runner or sorry, a conference runner up cannot get a, a buy in the top four.
1: You know so what that tells if, me. We're if fixing. Georgia, we're
0: fixing the rankings. We're we're if, not doing this anymore. We're not if Georgia that would lose, if they go twelve and zero, they're already in, and they just bail on the first or their conference championship game to nine and three, uh, Oklahoma. Oklahoma gets the automatic buy, and not twelve and one Georgia, who just dismantled everybody on their schedule. So yeah, it's, yeah, there's a, there's a well, fall it's there. putting the regular season high, right? Like, and I don't know how long Crawford championships will stay out. if They continue to expand this thing. Um, But it's keeping the regular season in check. Like it makes it matter more in my opinion. And th- that's a big reason why I was skeptical on the 12th teamer. Like if we're going to lose what Saturday is to people in the fall all across the country, different schools, then we are wasting our time because if it's, Again, like if it's six and six Iowa against five and seven Nebraska on Black Friday and it don't mean a damn thing, it's still going to mean the exact same. Like whether they're both 12 and 0 or they're five and seven and five and seven. Like that's the essence of it. So we have to protect the regular season. So I think that kind of helps. But then it, now they've put all this emphasis on conference title games, which feel like they're going towards the wayside anyway. So I, I'm not sure what their next plan is with that because you can't go 16. Right. Some of those teams that have to win four games to win a national title. Is that is that right? Four yeah. games. They're going to play. I think they said what that's the 18 games. Yeah, if you played say. in your. Yeah, that's what conference. I'm like. There's a lot. Yeah, it's a lot of games for kids to play. It's a lot. Exactly. Of and like, I'm not going to put the whole this is. uh, This is college, you know, they got to get their degree and go to class. Stop no, it's it. not. It's <laughs> stop. Stop <laughs> it. Get some help. Uh, they, they make a full time salary. They're definitely I'm, not. I'm pretty sure count. that the University of South Dakota State baseball team has been in New Mexico the last two weeks. I think they can do some remote classes. All right. Mm-hmm. Like, they'll find, a way. They'll, be okay. they'll find a way. They'll find a way. My whole thing guys. is just the health of these kids because you don't like what if a kid gets dinged up in round one, and they're going to play round two, and he's not a full go. You know, he's not really, it may not be possible for him to wait it out, just kind of on the fence. And he goes, What if I just? What if I'm just done? Because I got the draft coming up too. You know, yep. So it just plays into a lot of things. And that's a, this oh. is really deep into this new segment or this new format. I think the formats right now cannot have two G5s in it. I, we love the G5, swear. I really do. It just doesn't make sense to have two of them in there.
1: Going back to quickly, just going back to, you know, valuing in the situation you built, Schaefer, 12 0 Georgia, 9 3 Oklahoma. Oklahoma wins the game. They get the the buy and the automatic in. It puts more emphasis on the regular season, but on the flip side, in their argument, you're playing way better teams more consistently Mm -hmm. in these conferences. So I get, I kind of get it. Like we'll talk about Florida for obvious reasons later on, but like that schedule, dude, come on. Like that's a conference championship every week. They could be in
0: the 12 teamer team. if they go seven and five. I'll I will let you in for Florida goes seven and five. I'm like, I'm looking at it, depending on where those losses and wins are. I'm looking at it, I'm like, hey, I mean, they don't look bad for the 11 here. I gotta be you honest get with ready you. here, Billy. <laughs> seven Dude, and five Florida done. on that schedule. And uh, I don't know who has an easy schedule in the Big Ten this year. Somebody all Rutgers probably I think Rutgers has an easy one in the Big Ten this year. If Rutgers is nine and three. I'm looking at seven five. Four Hold long. on, uh, are we gonna let no. are we gonna let the uh, Jake chirp go there? It's Did you hear it? It's classic Iowa State stuff. That's just what they do. Yo, you guys finally hey, got to play Iowa somebody. You got to finally play now? somebody.
1: Doesn't <laughs> Iowa state playing a group of five. Now they what a big game. UCI? Oh, Hey, oh, hey, one hey, of the power. hey, 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 if we played you later
0: in the year, we'd be we one of the prestigious, Hey man. Hey, 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 got we got it. it's, Wisconsin it's great
2: culture. I, right I, now. I, I, had, I had a thought about that though. Do you guys like how you play your game early in the year? Or do you like when like, like Florida state and Florida play later in the year? And like when teams do that. I'll I'll answer
1: this is, too. I can answer this too. I wish we played Iowa earlier in the year. I wish we could play them like week one or two, a conference. I, I hate playing Black Friday because I have no interest in going because it's freezing
0: cold. So that—that's at least so yours Iowa is point. weather based.
1: Yeah, I mean, wouldn't would oh, you? Would you I mean, I,
0: well, it's eighty, it's ninety-five degrees when Iowa I play Iowa State, so <laughs> it's hotter than blazes. But I, I personally, I, I've always had it. So I think me. it, I think it puts Iowa State and Iowa are usually the only rivalry game playing that week, so it does shine a good light on the state of Iowa. But at the same time if you threw it on the rivalry weekend i think it would be more significant cuz i think it it puts it with the big rivalries of college My, football like your florida state and florida's like your ucla and usc like you know your yeah, georgia but that georgia so so good for the big 10 because it's still a conference game coming on the wire usually like the west always came down to the last week but like it's going to conference title first are going to come down to the last week instead of it happening week 11 or week twelve instead of thirteen, like it, it just puts off a game that we know we're going to play anyway.
2: I think it just adds excitement because at the beginning of the year you're you're not playing anybody anyway, so it kind of peaks the excitement about it too. And I mean, versus having it at the end of the year too, because I mean at the end of the year, like if you're a bad team, if you're a four and four win five win team, you can have that game at the end of the year and be like, well, at least we beat our, our at least we beat our rival. That was our high that was our highlight point of the year. So.
0: I I, mean, I, would, in, I, just I, I I think Justin makes a good point at the same time too. And I also thought like Iowa state plays Kansas state. So like they do kind of partake in rivalry weekend, you know, in the sense of our conference rival. Um, mm. But yeah, I would, I agree. You know, if you're playing for a conference championship, it does probably mean more, but it's still, it's, if you're, you're lying to yourself, if you're not building up the entire November for Iowa, Iowa state as a fan from both sides.
1: And not to mention, JP, you can probably speak on this too, but Iowa going into the last week against Nebraska, both in 22, not really in 23, because they kind of, they already had it locked down, but in 22, you're playing for a chance to go to Indy. And at Mm. that point, you're basically playing for the most you're going to get in that conference with how lopsided the conference been on the East. So it just makes it that much more important for Iowa as well. And then it comes to that. So good comment from JT there. All right, let's go to the point of tonight's episodes. We are going to go to our win totals for 2024. We each have two teams on here, one over, one under. It's going to be exciting. There is some crossover. There's two crossovers, and I'm I'm sure we already mentioned one of them. Um, but I believe I do not know who's first up. Go ahead and click it over. And we Trummel. have great present, oh. great presentation live here. Boom. Oh Jake. yeah, baby! Jake's up hum- first. Jake? He's in Florida. Jake, next slide. We we will be able to put up both teams schedules. So just initial what jumped off the page to both of these teams.
0: Yeah. Well, yeah. first of all, my picks are kind of, <laughs> they're kind of soft because they're both kind of juiced. Well, Florida's under is really juiced. Like, it's like, is it is it minus, disgustingly juiced. It's like minus minus one seventy 70 right now. Mm-hmm. So I don't think you can ever get like a profit boost on, on any over or under from any of the sports books. But if you did, you definitely want to throw it on one of these two. Um, just the, I can get into it. I, I don't know if you guys want me to really talk about it, but I, yeah, like it, it's tar- It starts with Florida's schedule and it, it really, they're actually both schedule based. I mean, what else do you get to kind of really base it off of, yeah. uh going in, in February? You know, cause Syracuse on one hand well, has a really completely new roster. I was going to say dive more d- deep into the Syracuse thing. Cause I'm sure the Florida thing might show up again, or people have probably heard it other places cause it's, um, it's one that's been talked about a ton, but the Syracuse one, not as much. Yeah. I think with Brown coming in, you know, the guys he's brought from Georgia, specifically at the receiver spot, he brought two or three guys there and just to, you know, the addition of Kyle McCord, he's probably a higher end ACC quarterback. He's bringing in all of these sec second string guys that I think can be impact players in an ACC, you know, the first four games yeah. are all at home. It's and then they get UNLV, Ohio, Holy Cross, and UConn in the non-conference schedule. We gotta get Um, we gotta get that UConn and Holy Cross one. We gotta have those. (laughs) Gotta have well and the first road trips to UNLV, and I think UNLV is kind of recovering from from the portal, just like any G5 would after a successful Mm -hmm. year. The one tough game that they really get is Miami at home at the end of the year. No Florida State, no Clemson. You gotta win seven games. Like we're looking here automatic ones the one thing too is nice is they get stanford to come across country early in the year they have to go at cal but yeah i, think I don't think, think i'm scared manageable. of stanford right now i cal cal is a little bit nerve-wracking because that is a cross-country flight and Cal's a little high flying they, they, they can put up points they just yeah. can't
1: stop a runny nose it's a fact it's a
0: fact the the one stretch that they have is at nc state at Pitt. Mm-hmm. if you even want to say that in virginia tech if you go one and two there, I think you're easily hitting seven wins. If you take care of the games yeah. you're supposed to, you get Georgia Tech earlier in the year. Florida, I'll touch on it quick. Like, we need to talk about it. Like, this is this is I mean, disgusting. This is one of the worst schedules I've I've seen in, in a really it might long be time. it might be
1: up there in college football history as the hardest schedule. I haven't even seen.
0: played it yet. People are freaking out about it. <laughs> like, it's it's like, insane. It's From October 12th to November 30th, maybe and you know what though? The one thing I I do get out of this, and I think it reminds me of Iowa State last year when we had their schedule, and we thought it was really tough in the beginning. And then you play the season out. Sometimes these schedules don't end up being as tough as we predict in in March. But, you know, we kind of know the talent that's on this team. Let's (laughs) just look at Murderer's Row right there the last five weeks. Yeah, but those schedules are scary, but they don't end like the last five of their (laughs) studs. Georgia (laughs) at Texas, LSU and Ole Miss at home. At Florida State to end your rivalry weekend. You <laughs> lost Trevor Etienne to the portal. You lost Prince Lumon Leon uh, to Ole Miss, who you're going to see in in uh, in November. And then, can you really, if you're Billy Napier, are you really going to rely on your trust in your last year at Florida and in DJ Lagway? Like he's one of the best prospects at the quarterback position we've seen in a really long time. But a true freshman quarterback, I don't I don't care if it's Patrick Mahomes sure. out there. I think he's going to really struggle in this spot. And it's just a hard to ask from him. They also lost Ricky Pearsall to the or uh, to the NFL draft. Their top pass catcher. So just a lot of yeah, news uh, for them. There's no knock on playing UCF either. Who's gotten better? A and M should be good. KJ it's Jefferson. like, what's the morale? Let's just say after after they play Texas at Texas, right? You got LSU at home. You're coming back home for a two game stretch. How? What's the best end of that morale? I'm, because I can I'm telling you right now, you it, I'll tell you right now, it, it's JP, not very high. The first – that Miami game is massive. It is – I think it's massive to both programs, but even more to Florida. This be Like, that's that a must-win game. Like, Florida Utah. It's like – Like, had no business happening, but put them in the right spot. If you can get Miami at home and then, obviously, Sanford to start off 2-0, I think you can start to see a little life. You get A&M at home. At Mississippi State if they like start two and I'm hammering the live under during the season. I just want that to be known. <laughs> there's it's SEC win totals or something like that, like how many conference wins he got. I'm going back in. There's
1: an argument to be made here that I mean there's like probably an eighty percent chance you don't win from October twelfth on. Yeah. There's yeah, uh, I mean it's very it's fair. fair. Like <laughs> you better hope the Dolphins are good if you're a Florida football fan. You better hope the Dolphins you can are invest. good anyway. You you better find it. I mean, you're not going to want to go to these. So that, that's a, just murderer's row to end the year there. But all right, Jake, those are two good picks.
0: Um, over goes to Syracuse, under to Florida. Jumping to oh, JP's. Shoot. JP, take us through it. Well, all right, I'm up. I'm up. I had Florida too, so we won't spend a ton more time on Florida. Uh, SMU, I think this is hot topic here. I didn't go. I was super chalky on the under. I think the over here I think is smart. SMU, how, by the way. Is mm-hmm. is the new crypto? Like it's the new Bitcoin. Like everybody Everybody's it's buying the, it. it's it's the GameStop. Everybody wants right SMU. <laughs> well, let's let's be honest here. Like it's not one that like most people who don't pay a ton of like attention during the off know about. But like the stuff we listen to, or like uh, us here, we're gonna hit SMU. When I'm looking at SMU, though, I'm looking at a really good program going into a week conference, right? And we don't usually take these G fives that bump up into the power conferences and think they're going to be good. I liked UCF last year. And to be completely honest with you, I was basically, I I was a blown 30 point lead away from being no, like hit it on absolute nose. So I think I've done pretty well hitting these guys. So I like SMU here. Um, Like if you go to SMU schedule and you just see what they are return, they continue to build um, and really invest in the program down there. Great head coach. Great program, great athletes everywhere in the state of Texas, great recruiting. you There's no reason we don't sit 2-0 and with TCU. Okay, now here's your toughest stretch if you're SMU. TCU, Florida State, Louisville. Now, let's say you lose all those. Okay, let's just say that. That's fine. Stanford, Duke, Pitt, Boston College, Virginia, California. All teams you are going to be favored against. Um, Stanford's going to be awful. Duke's going to have a – not be as good as they were last year. They'll be all right, but it's at Duke. You don't know where the morale will be on that one. Be I'd be interested to see that fan base even get up and have a lot of students in the, uh, in the stadium now that they've lost their head coach who kind of gave them everything. Uh, Pitt, unsure really. Boston College, I think, is going to be in trouble uh, with Halfley leaving. Virginia, uh, another thing. They're just not there yet. And Cal, I, there's no reason you shouldn't win eight, maybe nine games, because I think you could get TCU, Louisville on the road's tough. Florida State, you know, that's tough as well. But you get them at home. Just give me go one and two right there. And yeah, that's what I was gonna in. say. You you need that's your that's your one and two spot because yeah. I think we highlight a lot of three stretch games. Like, where do you need to go one and two for these six and a half, seven that's and a true. half point these wins? That right there, and I think that's and that's two really Two ACC might two ACC losses might get you in the title game. So like, even if you lose the Louisville and Florida State. You might get in play for a title. I think that would be awesome for that program. So that's where I went with mine. Again, the Florida ones just disgusting. They need a vaccine for how disgusting that thing is. That is <laughs> sickening.
1: The the realistic number in your head, SMU-wise, is probably nine, right?
0: That's uh, uh I, guarantee I guarantee eight. I guarantee eight. If I was putting the number out there, I'd put it at eight Standard. eight and a half. But that's just me. What's that's is why it I don't want a book. Is it plus money right now? Like, what is? Do you even remember? That's what a great. The odds I, at? Again, did not look at the odds. I looked straight right. at the win total. Didn't. Did not look at the odds. I'll look right now, Jake. Don't worry. I'll, no, I'll say, get there but I, We can jump. You. We can jump to the next one.
1: Yeah, it's me. And oh God, here's the. Listen. Here's the the plus, <laughs> the, the plus the minus. Again. I'm not drinking the Kool Aid. Here's the plus minus of making the graphics for this is I get all the teams. And then I also have to decide as a show, as a showman to whether or not to put up the same teams, Florida is the best under out there. If you haven't taken it, you're insane. But the, if it's not great odds and don't, but Florida would have been mine taking a look at anybody else. Minnesota is not going to be good this year. They don't, they, they lose a ton. I mean, you're talking about a team That was competitive last. Only won five games last year when they had higher aspirations. Lost their quarterback. Had to pay somebody to stay and play in a bowl game where they almost lost to Bowling Green. I mean, the program's just down, down. And I don't like PJ Fleck. I think if you look at their schedule, which we will, then you'll see why Texas Tech. I'm a Joey McGuire guy, and I'm really high on the class that he's bringing in. 26 overall class of 2024 recruits. They're gonna have a lot of young talent. Now, whether or not he plays that young talent will. Just basically decide this bet. Um, just going through the names. Micah Hudson is that five-star wide receiver, 25th ranked player in the country, fifth at his position. He's gonna be a stud. He can recruit. And and I re- we were all high on Texas Tech going into last year. No, they had the nope, injury. Yes, you were. No, yes, I wasn't. Were, like, dude, dude, I, I said far. they'd
0: win seven games. Like, hey, don't don't no. put me in there. I think have to go back I and wrong forth. on them.
1: We might have to pull the footage on that because I'm all pretty right, sure this it, whole podcast it. is Joey McGuire all in. Um, but then Tyler Shuck goes down and they still battle. I mean, they were still competitive in games, even with a backup quarterback. They've kind of lost their plan, still go to a bowl game, all the good stuff. A um, couple yeah. more recruits they brought in. They brought in a four-star star offensive tackle, Ellis Davis. And then uh, I really like the four-star quarterback they brought in, looking at his film, will, will Hammond, which obviously we just said, Tyler Shuck goes to the portal. He'll play somewhere else next year. They're looking for that guy. Will Hammond will compete for that job. So it'll be young talent that depends on this. I think, guys, can we say it out loud that the that Big Twelve's not very good anymore? Like it's not. They took away their two biggest perennials, right? Well, we knew you can
0: can believe the propaganda if you want. That's fine. Oh, if you want to buy into that, I was about to support you. I was about to to support you with some more. I I will. I will
1: take your support, Jake. Jake. Give me some support. I'll take.
0: Okay, so. Out of the quarterback position, Barron Morton stepped in last year. I mm-hmm. think he's going to be the guy again this year. I thought he did fine when he stayed healthy as well. They were down to a What he was going to replace, back. absolutely. Yeah, and to win six games last year, actually I think they won seven because they beat Cal in the bowl game, was a win for them. And they bring back Taj Brooks, who's a top-five rusher in college football. So, yeah, I think the recruiting class is good. I just don't know how much they're going to play all of those freshmen. I think it's just really hard. It's like basketball and football are just two completely different sports as far as playing a really good recruiting class. You know what I mean? Like Kentucky can recruit top five in basketball, and that might be all their starters. Mm -hmm. I just don't know how many freshmen are going to play right away. But I'd love to go into the ballsy. I feel like this one's ballsy. It is. I don't think it It happens. just, Just quick look, I see three immediately that I'm questionable about. And your three are at Iowa State. Uh, at Oklahoma at, State. At Oklahoma State
1: and debatably Washington State, but probably TCU. not. TCU at Arizona. At Arizona. Arizona, Arizona is too. a tough game. Oh, yeah. That's my third.
0: Yeah, that was Oh, me. I was just penciling that as a loss.
1: But even though, okay, let's okay. say they lose those just three, kidding. we're still hitting the over. I mean, yeah. I if you lose those only two. those three. I know, but Abilene Christian, come on. Washington State without Cam Ward and – Come on, give me that. Yeah. Get out of the there. The first four Non-popping. games. I'll give you a five they, and 0 give you a five and they have,
0: yeah, they have to start five and zero. I think, like, that's it's an opportunity for them, and you start five, five and zero. momentum. six a big and one thing. after
1: Baylor. I think Dave Aranda is not going to have a job after this season. That's a way early hot take. So Baylor, I, I'll give that a win at Iowa State. God knows what that team's going to look like, and until I figure out who's going to be offensive coordinator over there, Um, Colorado they'll already hate each other because they'll have seven losses. Oklahoma State that's a tough one that's a tough spot tough place to play and it they should really have a good would. year and then West Virginia West God Virginia knows what they'll do there up and down they they might be good they might be good they're like a northwestern where it's up down up down 11 wins four wins 11. so it could be a good West Virginia I think, well, team, but I like the pick
0: yeah the schedule is favorable for them they they don't get mm-hmm. Utah they don't get Kansas State the two top teams odds wise in the big 12 so I do think yeah you're you're right there and their road games aren't the toughest places I've ever seen by any Gosh. chance. Texas Tech just played in the freaking big 10 and had to actually play somebody. I, I'm saying uh, let's, <laughs> I'd
1: like to hear JT. I know you're out there. Let's hear it. Am I right <laughs> or wrong? You're the big 12 guest of the, the week over and over and over again. Let's hear some thoughts out there. Um, going to Minnesota. Let's go to Minnesota so we can go to races, but North Carolina to start off the year. I'm giving them a loss. I don't think they'll yep. have anything ready to go. They'll start and one Rhode Island. Get Okay. There's your one win. Nevada, Chubba Purdy, Nevada, <laughs> Chubba, Chubba Purdy, Nevada. I don't know. You got it, it could be questionable, but uh, Iowa loss at the big house, loss. USC, I think that's just one gr- group of athletes being better than the other. And I'll take USC, I don't care. I TCF Bank Stadium is never going to be a place to me that's like, all right, they they, they better watch out, they're going into. <laughs> Thirty-eight thousand strong, and it's going to be super loud. Like, do the Vikes play that weekend? Do the Vikings play? They might not be. Um, I just do not like the schedule for Minnesota, and they're replacing too many athletes. And the hate for PJ Fleck, I, I truly think I see four wins on this schedule. They're going to be
0: their, too. Their their November stretch is it's pretty tough. I mean, your road games. If you want to get wins, you wish you had Illinois and Rutgers mm-hmm. and Wisconsin all at home. But no, you have to go all of those road games and the one home game you get is Penn state. Penn state so
1: Who, who's the best of those teams that you just <laughs> named. So that's, yeah. that's what I see. I th- I think four wins is maxed out there. I really do not see them getting to five JP. What do you think? Do you think Minnesota gets to no, five? I, I don't
0: think they're going to be very good. Illinois is not going to be very good either, but it's, it's too little too late by the time they get to Illinois. I think because Rutgers are going to be much improved and I don't think they'll beat them on the road. Didn't they? Kind of an interesting nugget. Didn't they steal um, Rhode Island's quarterback? Like, isn't no, that quarterback he's from New Hampshire? Oh, damn it! Same yeah. damn team. Mm-hmm. No, nope, yeah, like, not, <laughs> <It's pretty laughs> not same team. Pretty damn close. One's a Ram, one's a Wildcat. Hey, here we go. That was enough. All right, Reese, take oh, us through my, him. Oh, that's my, that's so
2: gosh. lame. Schaefer again. Was- which <laughs> one I love. <laughs>
0: Probably both of them, <laughs> <don't> honestly. <laughs> Give me six. Over? Are you if kidding? you gonna me? put your okay. Time out. Before you get rolling here, here I <laughs> have. If he's still in the chat, Justin said he loved Iowa State at over six and a half, and he took that two weeks ago. No more talking, Reese. Go take it. It's right. I'm there taking for it.
2: Right. I'm taking it's... it. Just like, like I said, I don't like it, Schaefer. You know what I do? I love it. You may. Mentioned before, no Clemson, no Florida State. Well, guess what? Also, no no, no North Carolina, no Louisville. Okay. The yep. four best teams in that conference, other than Syracuse, they don't get you're <laughs> getting Kyle McCord. You're also getting uh, Fran Brown, who's brought in all these defensive guys from the SEC, and he brought in uh, Fadil Diggs, the big four star from AM. That defense is going to be better. They're going to be improved. Year one, I don't think it's any question this team can win seven minutes. Like I said, you look at their schedule already, man. Their mo- their toughest game is Miami at home to end the year. Um, and like even in the middle, like that stretch of NC State Pitt and like Vitek. Tech, will be better this year, but I still don't see a stretch there where they can they're gonna lose um three weeks in a row. They can maybe have a back to back stretch, but at Boston College, at Cal, I i am not worried about going to Cal or whatever. I just think I just think <laughs> it's a year you're gonna buy out in out on there. the orange, man. I'm lo- I'm loving it, dude. If I if there's a year to be an orange fan, this is the year. I'm excited for it. It's, it's, it's also going to be my last year I'll be up here, so I'm going to go to as many of the, as many of the games as I can. Um, so I'm 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 all bought in for it. And every time I go to the dome, um, that's right. That's right, JT. Um, but uh, as like I said, I'm going to go to as right. many of those games we as I can and We're put all the money on the orange I can. So, um, but yeah, I I love that pick. And then the under um, for Arkansas. I mean, you're losing K.J. Jefferson, who was the uh, preseason All-SEC quarterback last year. Um, now he's at UCF. We mentioned that before. But um, if you're looking at it, too, I don't know where they're – I mean, obviously, you see the – like, the whoever the hell is they open. Arkansas Pine Bluff and, there like, UAB. Go. But, like, other than that, I don't know, like, the guarantees because, like, even those other kind of mid-teams in the SEC this you're like, Auburn, uh, Mississippi State. You really don't know what those teams are going to be like this year. I mean, with Hugh Freeze, I think Auburn's going to be a little bit more improved. They were a play away last year from beating Alabama, who got to the college football playoffs. So, I just don't know if Arkansas goes in this year and has much success. I'd love to see them, because um, we, I mean, you guys went there, whooped, we all that fun stuff. But I just don't know where I see the success from this year. I mean, A and is going to be much improved, I think, with Elko. Tennessee's going to be tough with Nico, and then you're also got LSU. I just don't know in there where you have back to back wins to get them oh to get them to ball eligibility with six. I just don't see it. I think I think five is is their ceiling honestly. I think three or four is, is pretty pretty uh expectant of the of this team so
1: and don't sleep on the dogs after Sam Pittman gets fired after getting thirty balled by Texas. Don't sleep on the dogs yeah. coming into town. JP, what are we thinking? No, I
0: agree. I agree. If you're looking at it like uh from an outside perspective, it sucks for some of these coaches that are already kind of dealing with hot seat situations. And then they just get thrown schedules like this, you know, like yeah, well, you, that's impossible. Do you think these ADs or boosters are paying no. these commissioners to be like, Hey, can you make sure that Arkansas is easy games uh, like Mississippi state? And I, I forgot who the other one was already, but yeah. Can we make sure they're on the road? Like, Hey, Minnesota, can we make sure we have to go to Rutgers to Illinois that mm. I don't, we don't need those at home. We don't even want to risk any chances. Yeah,
1: no, I think those were all good. Florida seemed to be the consensus of, you know, that schedule is so yeah, rough. Not, I couldn't even believe that number was one. where it was. Like, it's not you a, think it's so hard that the the books are just like, all right, we got to put this at five and a half and load the money. Otherwise we'll get killed if it's any lower. Because, I mean, what's
0: the realistic number for Florida? Three? Four? I, I don't, don't want to go so far as that yet. I think it's it's too early for me to say that well, if you had That's him as your favorite
1: way. under at five and a half, you think five's the ceiling? So what's... yeah,
0: no, I do. Um, but I don't. I don't want to say. I mean, we got on this camp and said Northwestern was going to win one game last year. So a very was, different that circumstances, and
1: not in our defense, in our hatred. <laughs> that was like two weeks before kickoff. That was like, yeah, we yeah, were we did not. Uh... <laughs> that was not February. That was I don't, there's August. not a
0: lot of people out there that
1: had seven written down for the Wildcats. That's all I'm going to say. Yeah. What a job by Bron! All right, let's go to the next thing. Let's go to our top icons in college football history. history. Another listing history. Yeah, yeah. So we got to make that. I, 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 sh- I gave you all three ESPN logos of their time in college football. First off, we got to talk which one's the best. I like the newest one the best. I'm not gonna lie. I think it's way better.
0: Mm, uh, the one on the left is so nostalgic. Yeah, it far left is very nostalgic. I wouldn't argue. Yeah, I'm, with not, any of I'm them. not a big fan. Of, I'm not a
2: big fan of the middle middle one.
1: I know the middle one was like NCAA thirteen, so I think that was yeah. like ten yeah. through. That's 10 when they put 13. like the uh, expanding
0: blocks into the game. We're just like, yeah, it was. And, well, it yes, was. it was, and, I don't and know all how to, the like, uh, cheerleading but...
1: megaphones with the logos yeah. on it. Very good call. We know ball. All right, let's open up. Who's got first to list? I want to say it's Reese. Reese, well, you need your three college football icons. Oh, Take you. us through <laughs> them. This <laughs> is the order of what they gave. Oh, us.
0: Lady. <laughs> I
1: this
2: went I ready? went with the duo. I went with the duo of Lee and Kirk, but Lee is probably the more, more prominent you one. Got I got mean, asked every single every single time you turn on your TV on Saturday, who's been on your TV for the last how many years, man? It's that guy. You got how many memorable clips with him? Hey midget. He says hey fuck hey, it, give me that head or whatever. And like we can say just that. so so many memories no, of no this custom. dude. And it's it's gonna be sad. It's sad to see him go. But like like I said, how many years have you been watching college football? Like that is the dude that you see. And he has the moment that riles up the crowd every single weekend, whether he picks the home team or he picks against them. Like that's a dude that everybody, every college football fan knows who that guy is. Um, so he's he's an obvious one for me. And then two, I just went with I went with Tebow just because I think when I was getting into college football, like as I was younger, like that's when he that's when Florida was Coming Florida, and I think I mean the John three sixteen when he was writing that on his his eye black, that got a massive following when we were in the Catholic school. That was a big deal. I remember shave, and then also like everybody can uh, I think everybody can picture the red clay on his jersey when he's just getting um just going all out for that for that game. I think that's just an image that just sticks people people's head. people in people's head, and the dude also just can fire up a team. Is what was his I promise speech. Like, no team will ever play hard enough the Mm -hmm. rest of this year. And, like, you go and win um, a national championship as a freshman, become the first quarterback ever to run for 20 touchdowns and throw for 20, first sophomore to ever win the Heisman Trophy. Like, this dude was college football for the years that he was there. Didn't pan out in the NFL, but, like, that dude was the peak of college football for when he was around. Um, And then number three, I went with Reggie Bush, just because I think all of us, too, NCAA football 06 if you play with that dude when you're USC and you get that icon under him pulsing dude you're like it doesn't matter what the defense is throwing at me he's going to score here like <laughs> reggie bush was the man and we always you always look back and watch the the classic texas usc game and like watching him play back then like that dude was probably one of the best athletes in the sport um at his time and and probably of all time like in history we're talking about here mm-hmm. so those are my three. I th- I think Lee Corso was an obvious number one. Then I tried to go a little bit differently with two and three. I don't know if anyone's going to have. Oh, those I ones. definitely didn't rank
0: mine. I just put mine on there. So give
1: give Reggie Bush's Heisman back. No.
0: Yeah, give, give it back. Him
1: back. Again, yeah. give it back. Okay, all right. Take us through the last Next list, JP.
0: Nope. Jake. Jake Good got guys. the De- double play.
1: De- Jake, I right. I asked. I said you got to pick one. Oh, Jake, come nope. On. He made me force both of them. And he I said did. He has to you. explain why.
0: Yeah, if I'm going uh, three, two, one here, it's starting from left to right, just for those who are watching here. But let's start with I didn't want to age us, or I guess not make us seem so young in this podcast. Like, great list, but like, don't worry all about of those that guys one. are within within the the fifteen years. So yep. I went back to Herschel Walker and Bo Jackson in the early '80s. Like, it's hard to understand, like, only watching college football recently in the in the later two thousands. But running backs were the stars of the 80s and 90s. Like you look at those two, you look at like SMU, every team had the running back. Like I'm reading a book right now. Basically, like Auburn had Joe Schmo at playing quarterback. Like it did not matter who your quarterback was in the 80s. If you had one of these dudes playing running back, that's all you needed. Running the football was what you needed. Both of them had huge success in college. Walker and Georgia won the national championship in 1980. They got second in 1982. Bo Jackson. Uh, they should have, they got third, but they should have basically, they had a tough schedule and they went like 11-1 and in and 83 and they probably should have won it. Both of them were multi-sport phenomenons, like larger than life, just freaks. Like these dudes could do it all. Uh, both won Heisman's and it kind of like reminded me, if I'm going to put it in NBA terms, it kind of reminded me like when LeBron came in and when Kobe was like six or seven years into his career. Like they thought Herschel Walker was God and then Bo Jackson came onto the scene and he was just larger than life. So those two guys were like my historians. Number two, I got Nick Saban. Um, you could actually even remove probably the Alabama logo. I just think Nick Saban in general is like the most successful college football coach in our lifetime. I think of all time, probably. Um, and Josh Pate made a great point the other night. Like, I think we don't understand the significance of him joining college game day and the impact that he's going to have on like our youth watching that show. Like people are going to now recognize Nick Saban as like Lee Corso. Like that's how they're going to recognize him. They're not going to remember him as the Alabama, the Michigan state, the dolphins coach. Like he's going to be a huge figure. He's always in commercials and he's just like the face of college football. Everybody knows Nick Saban and his teams. And I think Tim Tebow in our lifetime is the biggest college football icon of all time. Um, Just an, a winner. He like this all started from we talked about. Like Caitlin Clark is where we got this idea from. Like she is just larger than life right now in the sport and just sports in general. Tim Tebow was that. Like there's no reason people should have covered his NFL career until it died, but they did because that's how big he was. He mm-hmm. was worthless in the NFL as far as talent wise. They covered him all the way up till he was playing baseball till he moved to tight end for the Jets. Like they would not let this guy die. In his career just end because of how big he was and how good he was in college football. So I think we forget how big he really was back in his day. This is a lot more fun when I didn't have two of mine already stolen. I haven't gone yet.
1: And you're dead last. I hate to break it to you, but you are dead last. It's all right. I'm not going to steal any of them. Mine's basic, and mine's in our lifetime, Jake. I didn't stretch back to a time where I can't say I watched them on TV. So Nick Saban, dead on. I'm putting the Alabama logo next to him because that was kind of the time – that we really realistically remember college football. It was, it was his time at Alabama and how dominant of a program that he built. And I'll, I'll give it to you. You gave the best explanation ever. I think it's going to be awesome for the youth to hear him. I didn't even think about that. Um, to also keep his name around the game because it deserves to be forever and i will i don't want to start this argument because it shouldn't be an argument but nick saban should be on the cover of NCAA football 25 it's not a question i don't know why we're talking about Jaden daniels or any new current player it's, it should be nick saban he's the best coach of all time and he just retired give it to him second lee corso reese perfect pick uh, I wouldn't give it to Herb Street. I think Corso makes the show. I mean, he made the show. He was the first one in. He's longest standing on the on the panel. And then third, guy who was on college game day, then replaced by Reese Davis. But Chris Fowler, how many calls has he been on for college yeah. football memories? Night games, Saturday night football, him and Herb Street in the booth. I mean, some of the biggest moments in the game throughout our entire lifetime. He's been on our ear. Another one I considered Mark Jackson back in the oh nine, oh eight range.
0: Mark Jackson was what was
1: a f- fantastic just similar thing but like kind of this college football era now it's it's Fowler on the mic for those big moments especially in the SEC you know LSU takes down Bama last year you're always going to remember that call every national championship game on ESPN he's on the call so just outstanding moments and I'm a big fan of Chris Fowler and if you haven't checked out Kirk Herbstreit's blog yeah. that he did last year for like five weeks uh, I was gonna he's book. an awesome dude and Kirk Herbstreit's book is awesome too. They have great stories. Yeah, he stories Fowler. he
0: gives Fowler all the credit in the world for College Game Day.
1: Yeah, and, and he is a huge part of it. Um, but Brees Davis is also great.
0: Let I me—he mean, would be the hand. Just talk. icon. Yeah, I do not oh, want to oh. cut off Parks. It's it. You said Mark Jackson. It's Keith Jackson. It, like Mark. Oh, Jackson Mark Jackson is, Jackson up, is
1: the, the not
0: get <laughs> out All terrible in, he in, he he argue. No, no, Knock Mark Jackson the is the terrible NBA announcer. He coached the Warriors for a few years.
1: Yeah, that's right. What Mama,
0: there goes that man.
1: <laughs> yeah, Keith Jackson is what I was thinking of. He always did, like, Colorado, Nebraska. He was always on the mic, 08, 09. Great, great announcer as well. Reese, would you ever put college, uh, Gus Johnson up here as a college football icon? Nope. <laughs> he's a, hater. Love, he's a love, hater. love,
2: Love you, Gus. I think you're a fantastic announcer, but he's also, like, also big with March Madness and everything else too. I don't think of him like strictly as a
1: football guy. It's fair. Uh, there's rumors he's going to be in 25. So that it's debate debatable.
0: Mm-hmm. All right, JP take us through your college football icons. All right. I, Hey, I was alive when this guy was on TV on the far left. I'll tell you what, <laughs> yeah. uh, this is what this is Walter camp. You don't know who Walter camp is Uh, basically the father of college football, right? Uh, This is the, this is where it all started. So I think if we're going icons, like a guy who literally started everything. Um, this, I it, think it's that simple. It's just the guy started everything in modern day college football kind of shifted. It was the first time, uh, four passes used. Like we're, we're throwing it way back for that one. Right. Mm-hmm. At number two, I have Saban. I went modern day icons here. This isn't just a modern day icon anymore. This is the greatest coach to ever grace face the earth in this sport. Um, and it's not really a debate. I'll hear debates, but I won't really acknowledge you kind of blink at you a couple of times, but if you go to Sabin, like, it's just how important he was to the sport and his ability to change during it and all the warnings he gave. Here's all the problems that are gonna arise. You continue going this way. It he was ahead of everything. He understood how the whole thing worked. He ran everything. Everybody loves him, coaches, people he's worked with, um, other players and things like that. Like, there's not a lot of hate towards the guy, which is huge considering he was at one of the biggest brands in college football and made it the greatest dynasty the sport's ever seen. So I have Sabin on here, and then I had Reggie Bush. And I went this direction instead of like a Tebow or some other players that maybe uh, like a Herschel Walker, Bo Jackson kind of thing. Growing up, everybody wanted to be Reggie Bush, right? Everybody wanted to be able to do the things he did. There was a lot of hate towards Tebow. Like Tebow caught a lot of flack. Not everybody liked Tebow. There was not a lot of people that said, oh, I don't like Reggie Bush. Maybe they don't like USC, so they don't like it. But nobody ever said that. Like, everybody wanted to be this guy. This guy was the face of college football for a long time. He's one of the best running backs ever played the sport. Just an unreal. And even if he didn't, let's just say he doesn't make that stupid play in a, in the Rose Bowl, the national title, and they win, how much differently are you looking at it? Probably a lot. Like, just one little play would bump him onto monumental status. So that's the three I picked. And there's a billion icons out there, but I thought the father at all, you know the best to ever to it and then the guy that everybody wanted to be so that's simple for my 3
1: we can of course we can shout out Vince Young he's a college football icon probably one of the biggest yeah, but and most no, seen moments in college Young football but wasn't
0: Vince Young until he beat Reggie Bush It was Bush. it was yeah that that senior that that senior year yeah, like USC people weren't won, looking at 34 Bush time. 34 straight USC one I think before that
1: Jay JP, I'm not gonna lie, making the graphic, I wasn't sure if Walter Camp, I had to dig a little deeper just to confirm I wasn't selecting a picture of the US president. Like I dead serious. <laughs> I had thought yeah, i had you know who seen Walter this,
0: Camp was this. JP, no, that no. could be me and you I in just a couple years.
1: Look at this headshot. This is the same exact headshot <laughs> Abe Lincoln had. I that's mean me and JP <laughs> a couple, that's me and JP
2: in a couple of years, boys. Just a oh, you're
1: you're you're running <laughs> away from it. I'm leaning in. Hand. Camp a yeah. billionaire. Just leave the sides. Just leave the sides. That's what he told him. <laughs> But all right, those are our college football icons. Um, that was fun. This has been a fun episode. We kind of went over a lot of things as the news what, what, drops. What, what, Reese?
2: I need J, JT. I'm gonna I'm gonna do it. But um, as you guys remember, I can't bet on Syracuse because I'm in the state of Syrac- I'm in the state of New York, not state of Syracuse. So you I got to Venmo one so, of my friends. Don't no, no no, no, so say that out loud. You no, know we can't say that. That's illegal. <laughs>
0: <What>? <laughs> we're not doing that. Whatever. We, that doesn't happen. Believe it, it happen. out. I will never do that, <laughs> dude, dude, never totally do that for you. Believe it out. We will never do that. Dude, we should totally not help our boy out here. Yeah, yeah guys, don't, don't, don't do, that. don't put money on it for me, guys. that'd be a travesty if we all went in on it. I know what you're talking about. I think I think none of us should place that bet. Wait, can we? Can we put money on these te- teams to win games, like win games, like amount of games that they win? Can we put money on that? I think exact, so.
1: Exact numbers. I, I'm just, I'm just here. Like have odds I for
0: it. Like, I don't know about exact I, for numbers. Instance, for in instance, for instance, for for Florida to hit under five and a half, can I put like six thousand dollars?
2: <laughs>
0: How you does know, five and a half like, work? Just curious. How does Nobody it half turned work? It? <laughs> yeah. Reese, i will
1: never ever do that for you dude do not ever ask me some stupid question <laughs> like that again
0: please don't ask me that all right Reese. you know what you should do is just start driving around with one of those venmo stickers on the back of your jeep and be like buy the bride a drink how many people actually venmo you you're not actually ooh, a bride it, or it, married. that's a good
1: question I, i've always I wondered, think they make actually send these money. Money. The people money i
0: think it too if it loses what? just say do do that? lost the syracuse over this year and then people will will there have sympathy know. for you, and then yeah. You. Then be like I can't charge a guy he lost money. I might just also, test the theory, JP.
1: I might just write no. I'm buy the bride a drink. Just I don't put know it on if, there, and then I'm just a man driving away. Yeah,
0: I don't know if that would work as much, but like I feel like it happens so often with chicks. Put some cans the back. They, they have to be doing it at a decent clip, no? Otherwise, they're wasting their time, painting all that stuff.
2: It's got to be only girls that do it though. There's no way guys are seeing your oh, snap story and like venuing no, the bride no. a drink. It's got to be other chicks.
0: Uh, I, I bet like the significant other and then like some family members. I don't know. Yeah. Can I, I can bring jack around? We get some
2: random dude. <laughs> <in your laughs> With chick, one, more, the one more. One more Jake, we're
0: talking. like no, no. no like, you know, we're, we're not jacking stuff. around. This important
2: is stuff, this important
1: stuff. I've always wondered, <laughs> how do you get to like when you're at the bar and like they'll walk up and they're like selling flowers or like that one bar we were at. They were selling oh, like, yeah, suckers right. for a if dollar. Like, dude, it's like $8 for a drink. There's eight bridesmaids You couldn't pitch in a buck. You really got to sell
0: these? Like, are That's, you actually I thought fun? you were talking about the like the older people walk around selling the flowers or the suckers or like raise money for something. No, no they're Not, trying to make a living, probably, but the brides are literally just like,
1: hey, she's getting married. Bye oh, isn't is it like bubble gum, gum or something like that? It's like, yeah, I've seen that before. well, yeah, yeah, it's yeah. worth it. Play on words there. All right, right. Sure there. All right Jake, <laughs> give us a football yeah. question.
0: Yeah, I was just going to bring us back around to, to end up the episode before we wrapped it up. Like, any initial thoughts? We haven't talked about it since it came out. The NCAA or college football, sorry, college football twenty five. I I I trailer I, I, I want to come armed with this next week because I want to have a massive discussion and some topics around it. It's so like we could have like game? quick thoughts, but like yeah, yeah. I have, Wait, can they? Can you, a, you get it on a, Xbox what?
2: or only on PlayStation?
0: It'll be only on next gen Xbox and PlayStation, PS Five Xbox it Series it, X. Xbox, was so. do you think the trailer? lived up to the hype there's no flaws with no like that was the, a te- that was a teaser trailer yeah, it's a, true. it wasn't the trailer it wasn't yeah whatever he's got you got to call it
1: jake is whatever. a negative human being when it comes to this video game because he's so I on edge, not, i'm
0: kind of skeptical i kind of you're it. negative we're gonna spend the money we're... to get the next generation and the game which is another 70 dollars. Yeah. like parks. let's let's not have it play like shit this that's all i gotta say park's to you, this will be a seventy-dollar game or whatever it comes out to be. True. Have I That's decided true. I'm going to get this? This is going to be a six hundred-dollar game. game to me.
1: Yep, so same. I have the right. To if be it a came skeptical. on the shelves
0: and was five hundred dollars and ninety-nine, five
1: hundred ninety-nine dollars and ninety-nine cents, I would buy it anyway. If just the game cost that, who cares? If it sucks, you're still going to play it. Not Why true. do you act like if it sucks? Yes, you are. Yes, if you. will play it for a, a little, little bit. So You it? Sucks. You're you ever? Play it. No. You ever if you'll
0: really make- never see. You'll never see a wrath like the amount of people that will come into the Twitter and Facebook world after this game sucks so mad. Oh yeah. At the world, it will be the ugliest Steve. night of Twitter when people find out. In if parks. It sucks. If it, I'm following the. Don't expect it to be good, so you can't get hurt also, by it. I'm
1: off yeah. that train. I'm a Nebraska fan, bro. I'm all in, and when it sucks, then I'm disappointed. Like, you got to be happy about it and excited for it first, and then let it let you down.
0: Don't just yeah, expect we got, the letdown. We got guys in here agreeing with us, like, too much hype for the game. I'm going to run it play like mad, which sucks. I agree. Uh, That's a good it was, question. It was, right, it it was, was a real video. video. I think it was, it was a real was video, real. too. It I wasn't 100% real. sure. I think it was but real. I think they're going to show the Rose Bowl, like that same kind of yeah. clip. Yeah. It might we be the, the lunch intro lunch video to the actual yeah.
1: game. That's like fair. the hype which I'm I'm all
0: in on that. Dude, uh, that
2: like, that video of like 2019 LSU with a swag surf with it, dude. Like that's got to be the intro. That's still that still gives me goosebumps every time. That's one. Of the that's a good videos. question.
1: Which song should it be? What's what should the song be? I don't if know, it's not a fight the song, then I, I, you know, want, there's I only want to return one the game. There's only if it's one. Not a,
0: if it's not a marching band or a fight song, I'm returning the game. No, do you're not. not. Change, no, you're not. Nope. You guys dedicated to our the, brand. Do not put the new game. And give it an actual soundtrack. It is college football. You stick to marching bands and you stick to, if he's trying to play uh, fight songs. That's what you <laughs> stick to.
1: Yeah, I don't think they're going to do that though. When's the last time they released a video game with That's a marching band on it? Like they it, make uh, good money just from those songs. The, like,
0: like, the last soundtrack that 11 had years ago. Songs, the last soundtrack that had actual songs in college football was NCAA 06. Yeah, like, bring it back, Jack. No. That was an elite one. Me, myself, and I, like, basket like camp. Mirror, I'm, mirror, so. hanging. Oh, yeah. yeah, come on.
1: Tell me.
2: Mirror, trainer, what? <laughs> yeah.
0: Alright, alright. Before we
1: get bay. into the live concert, let's wrap Bye, everything know, up. Man. That was a it was a good episode. We'll it dive so into it. it. should be. Can you feel it? This guy knows football. Ben knows football. That is one. Of, that is a true. If, if you don't that's know a what Nebraska it is, JP.
0: Thing, turn it to the ground. No, it's
1: not. It's it, it's it's a if you like good stuff thing. It is a Nebraska thing, but it's very. Good. Oh, so I okay. played before so every event. So <laughs> JP, you didn't get the when you went to Lincoln for Iowa, Nebraska a couple of years ago. It was yeah. in the dead period of when they didn't play that before kickoff. Because when yeah, you were there, they did I Joker heard. and the Thief, right?
0: Yeah, yeah,
1: yeah. See, that was that was the frost they era. Played, they do not. They played they, it they went at back the, the uh, normal.
0: They played it at the girls' basketball game I was at the other night, and I. They did. I, was, I, I heard, heard it on jumping. TV. We were. Jumping. We're gonna <laughs> act
1: like Jake just didn't say that. It's women's basketball. <laughs> this a college football show. All right. Thank you for joining us. It was a good one. We'll see you next week, Jake. Take us away.
0: Play. It. Gotta get that. Gotta get that. Gotta get that. <laughs> Gotta get dip, dip, dip. Yeah, yeah. Boom, 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 gotta get that.
2: Boom, 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 gotta get that. Boom, 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 gotta get that. Boom, boom, gotta get that. Boom, 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 that boom, 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 boom. I got that hit, to beat, the block. You can get that bass on below. I got that rock and roll, that future flow. That digital spit, next level visual shit. I got that boom, 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 How the beat bang? Boom, boom, pow, them chickens jocking my
0: style They try to copy my swagger, I'm on that next shit now I'm sold 3,008, you sold 2,000 and late I got that boom, 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 that future boom, boom, boom Let me get it now Boom, 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 gotta get that Boom,
2: boom, boom, gotta get that Boom, 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 gotta get that Boom, 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 gotta get that Boom, 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 that boom, 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 that boom, boom, boom. That supersonic boom, y'all hear that spaceship zoom? When I step inside the room, them girls go ape shit. Y'all stuck on super
0: eight shit, that lo fi stupid eight bit. I'm on that HD flat, this beat go boom boom bap.
2: I'm a beast when you turn me on into the future, Cybertron. Harder, faster, better, stronger. Texting ladies extra longer, cause we got to beat
0: that bounce, we got to beat that pound, we got to beat that eight oh.